Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for what the heck is it? What, what the heck date is it, Cameron? <laughs> it's Wednesday, August the 3rd, ladies and gentlemen, in the year of our Lord, 2022. I kind of hesitate and laugh about the date because I've been on the road so long, it's hard to tell what the heck day it even is. But it is Wednesday, August the 3rd, in the year of our Lord, 2022. And our goal always, as it has been forever, to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property, and to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America, as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers is still one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And this is indeed our one of two. Folks, I'm telling you right now, we've been off the air for a couple of days doing some incredible family stuff. You know this broadcast is all about God, family, and country. And boy, howdy, do we live what we talk about every day on your radio. Six days a week, two hours a day on the Sabbath we rest. Why? Because God said so. It starts with God Almighty and our conviction that we are his children. And he lives and he loves us. And he has not forgotten about us. And he did indeed send his only begotten son who was crucified and who did rise on the third day and invites us all to have eternal life with him. But he's given us guidelines to do so. He set the example to be baptized, for example. I don't have time for a religious discussion today, but it is important to understand that it is about God, family, and country. Why God? Because the unique nation's founding of the greatest country on the face of the earth, the United States of America, is based on this belief that there is a higher source than government, and that is God Almighty. And Christians believe in he sent his son, Jesus Christ, who had the power over death to save us all. Amen to that reality check. Uh, family, it is about a traditional God-ordained family, a husband and a wife together who bring children into the world, who realize this commandment to multiply and replenish the earth has not been rescinded. When they say there's too many people on the planet, when they say zero population is the answer, my friend, when they tell you all these lies, we double down and say, no, God says there's room and plenty to spare. And every time we seem like we're out of food or we're out of this or we're out of that, when we keep God's commandments, we're blessed with advancements in technology that absolutely take care of us. The only time it's doomsday is when we look to government or look to man, the arm of flesh, rather than God Almighty. That is an end to nowhere. That is a disastrous view. We agree. The problem in our society today is man wants to play God. Governments want to become a satrasynct, holier than thou, above us all, the holy grail. Communism is pitched. Socialism is pitched. All these roads to tyranny are pitched as the only answers we've got left, or at least the answers they're going to shove down our throats. My response is very humble and very simple. Not on my watch. Ain't going to happen. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. A quick recap of a, a several-a-day-ago broadcast. And the only reason I bring up the recap today is because it relates to the topic at hand. First one, U.S. District Judge 
Matthew McFarland. Now, they point out he's a Trump supporter or a Trump, quote, appointee as well, orders Air Force officials on July 27th not to punish members seeking religious exemption to the COVID vaccine mandates. So you can't publish or you can't persecute, you can't prosecute, you can't punish military folks who don't want your clot shot, who have a religious exemption. The judge doubled down and shut down, listen, shut down Air Force officials, which really are acting under the Biden administration, who's acting illegally. You got it? So when they tell you we're all up at the night on this, they got another thing coming. The Biden administration has had their head handed to them on multiple occasions regarding these very issues. The overreach by government is the kindest way some people say it. I say the tyrannical acts of criminals flat out need to be stopped, ladies and gentlemen. And this is where the epic battle begins. Uh, Over the last several days, we played an interview, How Do We Beat the Rig?, talking about election fraud. Again, another example where we just have divergent views that are becoming wider in the gap between truth and error, in the separation between what's even true and not, it doesn't end. Another quick example to make the point, we mentioned that experts are now saying Hunter Biden's failure to register as a foreign agent could mean prison. Well, you've got Breitbart, you've got the Epic Times, you've got WND, you've got several websites that are documenting what's really happening on this side of the debate. But the mainstream press isn't touching it with a 10-foot pole. So when they say Biden mandates vaccination shots, it's top news for weeks on end. When the judge says, no, you're wrong, you don't have authority, you can't punish these people, they have every right to a religious exemption based on the rule of law in America, then the mainstream press doesn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, and you got to go to Reuters, Breitbart, The Epic Times, WND.com. Uh, and other uh, alternative news sites to get the news. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the battle begins when? Did it begin back in the day when they created, uh, oh, what's that thing called? Operation Mockingbird? And we found out the CIA controlled all the media back then, and everybody said, no, that's just a conspiracy theory. It's not true. Did it begin (laughs) the day the country was founded with lies from Great Britain? about the founders and who they were? Did it begin when the terms conservative and liberals swapped places? The founders were considered liberals of their day. Now they're the, quote, right-wing conservatives of our day. What's changed? Nothing but the lies and the redefinition of words. You say, Sam, what do these topics all have to do with each other? In my humble opinion, plenty. And that is what the two-hour discussion between Sam Bushman and James Edwards will be about. Now, James Edwards, as you know, is a political talk show host in his own right. He hosts the political cesspool radio program. He often talks about race, politics, and hypocrisy in the 21st century. The politicalcesspool.org is his website. He also talks a lot about the same issues we're talking about. And as the lies get bigger, by those who want to pretend they're God. See, that's what we're talking about. They're trying to insert themselves 
into the narrative above God Almighty. It almost goes back historically to the Tower of Babel, where they wanted to build a tower to get to heaven. This time, they don't really want to build a physical tower to get to heaven, but from an idolistic point of view, they want idols. They're gods of the media. Their gods are government positions and power and authority through those positions. Their gods have become everything but the living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? And this is the big problem. This is where the discussion really starts. It's as old as, well, when Cain killed Abel, right? He wanted more power. He was jealous. He wanted authority over what Abel had. Cain said, I'm going to take it by force. Oh, now you're getting the discussion, aren't you, ladies and gentlemen? So that's what it we'll be talking about today. We've got several poignant examples of how they have now, <clears throat> in my opinion, gone from the frying pan into the fire. They really have. What do I mean by that? They used to just have in, a, in an article a sentence or two that was dishonest about us. They would write an article, and they wouldn't have our viewpoint by any means, but they would only take one or two statements to lie about us or put us in a bad light, or whatever. Now they're literally writing articles that are 99% bogus, flat-out attacks, dishonest, without facts, attacks on us, and they're even starting to point to their past lies to stand on the shoulders of those lies to tell new lies. And very rarely do you even get a sentence or two out of their news articles that are even honest or right or fair at all. And it's getting much worse, not better. In my opinion, wars start with words. Eventually they go from, what do you wanna call it? Soft war to hard war? Cold war to hot war? The divisions are exponentially increasing, my fellow Americans. And there is no way to stop it if we allow the current trajectory to continue. You can say, Sam, you're crazy. No, I'm not, and I'm ready to prove it over the next two hours. They have literally begun to tell lies that are so great, so dishonest, so beyond libel and slander that Trump said he would stop, but he never did. So beyond the pale, ladies and gentlemen, that you can literally say someone's a leader of the KKK and a member of the KKK when they are neither. And the court carries the day with that dishonest lie. We are that far into this abyss, my fellow Americans. It's to the point where they can literally lie about Sam Bushman to the point of no return, absolute dishonesty. They've been lying about us for years, folks, but the lies are greater. And the sad part will be the repercussions of their lies. Will their lies eventually throw innocent people in prison? Their lies have already made it to where you can't charge a credit card, right? Yeah. This is not a game. This is real. As we come back, James Edwards and I will double down and break this down for you like nobody's business right here on Liberty Roundtable Live.
Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Ladies and gentlemen, my dear friend and the late Charlie Daniels would be absolutely turning over in his grave over some of this, but the lies continue. James Edwards, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, it's very great to be back with you, Sam, and uh, I was looking over my homework that you gave me before the program started, and I noticed some of the topics we'd be covering, and uh, boy, it's uh, right up our uh, collective alley. It's going to be a fast two hours for the audience, I hope. Amen to that. I want to start. The reason that I highlight you coming out of the gate on this, James, is literally their lies in your case began with an attack piece in the media. Uh, then if you would have just lied down, they would have just let that lie. But then you sued. They went to the courts in Michigan. You lost. They won. You are not a member of the KKK and or its infamous leader, but they can say you are because of the Aesop's fables and company you keep. They're allowed to say that now, and they can point to a court case to prove what they say, even though it's absolutely 100% categorically false. I don't know that you can take it further than that, James, except for then throw the criminal such as yourself and then your associates, because I'm part of the company you keep, in prison that's the next step they can't go further than that can they i guess they could kill us it's a it's absolutely not an exaggeration to believe that they would connect these imaginary dots in such a way as to go to the extreme of what you're talking about right here and i i know over the years on this program this was a lawsuit that uh, we filed in 2000 
late 2016, it was decided uh, finally in uh, October of 2017. Uh, so it's it's a few years on now, but uh, it is a precedent-setting decision. It uh, We filed it in a state court in Michigan, and I don't want to get the audience bogged down with the technicalities of it all, but uh, I had an attorney in Michigan. This was a lawsuit against a Michigan newspaper, the Detroit uh, News, uh, which is the daily paper that services Detroit, Michigan. And uh, when we decided that we thought uh, we had a legitimate lawsuit here and a real cause for damages, uh, he we thought about what venue to file it in, and he decided it, uh, in his opinion, it would be best to file it in state court. And there was a few factors that went into that decision but of course with state court uh, the highest you can go is the state supreme court you can't go to the united states supreme court unless you file it in a federal court but that said uh, this whole thing stems over an article that alleged that i was the leader of the ku klux klan uh, i believe the exact uh, passage was uh, the ku klux klan and its leaders like james edwards and look anybody that's one degree right of center or even nominally conservative now. I mean, I wrote the book back in 2010, Racism, Schmacism, how liberals use the R word. It basically just uh, shows that even back then, and certainly it was well established by then, more than a decade ago, that uh, the left, uh, particularly the media, and especially the media, but really all of the agents of the left, are going to call any uh, white conservative a racist. They know that it's very effective in getting them to get off their topics and spin their wheels debating whether they are or they're not a racist. But that's not actionable. You can call people. They're, they're, the freedom of, of speech covers uh, even liars, and they can call you a white supremacist. They can call you a bigot. They can call you this. They can call you that. They can call you a racist. That is not actionable. That's their opinion that's protected by the Constitution. I don't like uh, being called names that I'm not, but I understand this is a free country, and I'm glad that it's a free country. People can say things and not go to jail, even if they're in error. However, uh, when you go so far as to say that someone is the leader of the Ku Klux Klan, then you get to the point, especially, you know, I live in Memphis, which is a majority-minority city. You know, that can cause you real harm. Uh, if people believe that, that could cause harm. I've got three kids. I've got a wife. Uh, you don't want people thinking you're the leader of that particular organization. Uh, and so I asked him, I said, uh, I knew an attorney in uh, Michigan, a very, very capable attorney uh, named Kyle Bristow, who has actually uh, made some news in his own right uh, for having uh, taken some of the revenge porn purveyors to court and winning some big uh, settlements for uh, his clients. And um, I said, Kyle, I mean, is there anything that they can't say? Is there anything that they can't say? And I showed him this article. I said, I, listen, I've been in the media by 2017. I'd already been on the air for uh, 13 years. I know they can call me a white supremacist. I know they can call me all of these things. He said, yeah, that's rhetorical hyperbole. Uh, that's, the, you can't, that's not actionable. But what do you got? So I showed him this article, and his eyes lit up. He said, James, this is actually the textbook definition of libel. If you look into the restatement of torts, which is basically the legal Bible, it's the, it's the, 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 the book of, of, of precedence and of guidance to uh, uh, members of the court. And uh, that includes, of course, attorneys and judges, etc. The textbook definition of libel is to uh, allege or to assert or to write or to claim that somebody is a member of the Ku Klux Klan, just a, a, a mere member when there is no record evidence to suggest that they are, much less its leader. He said this is uh, really 
uh, a slam dunk case. So I talked to some other attorneys who were a bit older than than me and uh, my attorney, Mr. Bristow, and they said, James, you will not win in court. There is no justice in the courts. The sooner you understand uh, that the law does not guide what happens in courts and the biases of these judges and uh, their need to feel accepted by uh, their peers, they're not going to give a judgment to the dissident. You are 100% right. This is a slam dunk case. You will not win. And I said, I just, you know, I didn't believe that. I said, no, this is just, this is too clear cut. Yes, I believe in some cases where it's maybe a gray area uh, because I am a conservative and, um, you know, I had sort of a name for, for being on the radio. I, I understand that they don't want to find for people like us in general, but this one's just so ironclad. I think I got to go forward. I said, okay, well, good luck. Uh, let's let's talk again when it's over. And my attorney, though, was very eager, too, and, and thought that there was a case. Not because we wanted to stick it to the left or anything like that, but because um, I sincerely thought I'd been damaged here. I didn't want that to follow me around, and that'd be something that uh, – um, the press could cite going forward as if it were a fact, and I wanted to nip that in the bud. I mean, that was just too much. It put my family in danger, I thought, and certainly uh, you know, was damaging in, in other ways, potentially. And so we went to court, and uh, we got drummed out in the, in the trial court level. Uh, it, it got dismissed even without a hearing. It just got dismissed. They found a summary a judgment in favor of the of the defendants. Of course, I was the plaintiff in this case, uh, without a lot of uh, explanation. It just got basically dismissed from yeah. court. And so we appealed to the Michigan Court of Appeals. And in this uh, level, uh, it was three judges. It was a panel of three judges. This wasn't a trial by jury or anything like that. We couldn't even get to that point. And I'll make this quick because I know we're running out of time this segment. So the panel of three judges, this ironclad case, this case where – uh, this is the textbook definition of libel. It was clear cut and black and white. Couldn't be even uh, any more clear. And um, they found in favor of the defendants as well, the Detroit News and the uh, so-called uh, reporter or journalist or columnist who wrote the the article. And that's uh, that that was the thing, Sam. So how do you find uh, in favor of the of the defendants in a case where it's just so clear cut libel? Where they said. Uh, Aesop's fables uh, informs us to judge a man by the character he keeps. And uh, to make that connection, well, they tied me with a very good and dear friend of mine by the name of Sam Dixon. And Sam Dixon in the 1970s had defended a member of the Ku Klux Klan in, in the 1970s. He was a lawyer. He took seriously his, his oath to defend anyone. It's sort of like the Hippocratic Oath with doctors. You provide your services to anyone who's sick. An attorney uh, doesn't necessarily have to take on any client, but... Uh, uh, it, it doesn't mean that they believe you're not a murderer. You're not an advocate for murder if you defend a murderer. And they still they tied me to to Sam, who had defended a, a, a Klansman, I think, back in the 1970s. So see, there you go. Ah, he is tied to the, the company he keeps. Here's this lawyer for the Klan. Well, he's not a Klan lawyer. He defended in all of his 50-year legal um, experience. He defended one guy who he thought was innocent uh, that just happened to be associated with that particular group. And then they said, well, you know, you've got to understand, too, what the word leader means. Now, if I said, Sam, you're the leader of the Klan, what's the first thing any normal person is going to believe? They're going to they're gonna read that and say, well, he's a member of the organization. Not only that, he's the leader of its members. But no, they said, well, actually, leader doesn't mean he's the leader of the organization. It could mean that, you know, a Klansman could tune into his radio show and say, I agree with some of the things he says. So, you see, he's a thought leader. And that that's how they did the mental gymnastics and delivered me a big uh, a big loss. And the loss was so stirring, it actually changed the um, 
precedent for libel in the state of Michigan because it was so absurd. It was so uh, out of the uh, out of left field how they justified their ruling. But of course, people can justify anything. It actually changed case precedent in the state of Michigan, and uh, so that just goes to show uh, that you. My peers were right. It is difficult uh, to find redress in the courts. It, it is difficult. And uh, anything goes now uh, in this uh, country where the media can say anything it wants. There's really not law and order. Thank God we have organizations like the CSPOA, right? Or wrong? I mean, according to the press. I think we're going there next. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Kentucky's flood-related death toll rose to 28 as search and rescue efforts continued Sunday. And forecasters warn the state and other parts of the Appalachia heavy rains will continue. Governor Andy Bashir on Sunday said he expected the death toll in eastern Kentucky to increase as 37 people were still unaccounted for. A ship carrying grain left Ukraine's port of Odessa on the Black Sea Monday. The Sierra Leone flagged cargo ship, the Razoni, was the first vessel to leave a Ukrainian port under an agreement between Ukraine and Russia. 88-year-old basketball legend Bill Russell died Sunday in Mercer Island, Washington. To become proficient in something, or to become very good at it, no one knows how much work it takes, how much talent it takes, how much dedication it takes to get to this place. And it's like watching a duck across the pond. You know, smooth on top, pepper <laughs> like <laughs> USA Radio News. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GREAT for a $5 bonus on your first take. That's promo code GREAT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GREAT for a $5 bonus on your first take. That's code GREAT for a $5 bonus. As of last night, the McKinney Fire, the largest yet of the year's fire season in California, had burned through 53,000 acres in Klamath National Forest near the California border with Oregon, destroying homes and threatening hundreds more. It was 0% contained. And when the wind came up and added that element, it was like nothing I've seen. It was a firestorm. President Chris Hodson on NBC Bay Area. Alex Jones is seeking bankruptcy for his InfoWars publication. Conspiracy theorist Alex Jones' primary company filed for bankruptcy protection on Friday. An unexpected move. It comes as a trial is underway in Texas to determine how much it damages. He'll have to pay the families of two Sandy Hook victims 
who sued and won a default judgment against him. Jones' decision to seek bankruptcy protection for his company, Free Speech Systems, which operates InfoWars, also comes after he was found legally responsible in a separate defamation case in Connecticut. In the Gulf Coast Newsroom of USA Radio News, I'm Tony Maruso. USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Incredible last segment by James Edwards, ladies and gentlemen. So they can literally, even though you're not a member of the KKK or a leader of the KKK, they can literally say that. What they've developed, James, is really two groups of people in America. You've got the average Joe, and then you've got celebrities like you and I. We can debate how much of a celebrity we really are. Uh, but they'll, well, they'll say we're nobody when they want to defame us and attack us. But when they want to um, get caught or be accountable for those same attacks, they want to say, wait a minute, this is a big celebrity here. I can say what I want. There's two different rules. And what they're doing is they're creating two different societies, really, James, from the Hunter Biden uh, scenario where, hey, he's untouchable. He's above the law, people. That's why I started out mentioning him. Okay, look, he didn't even file as a foreign agent. Uh, He lied and said that his dad wasn't involved in those meetings with these business people around the world. But it turns out we have evidence now that the vice president was meeting with Hunter Biden's associates internationally, and he didn't file as a foreign agent. And they lied and got caught lying. But see, Hunter and Hillary go back to her server, her fake email server and everything else. They're above the law. Well, that two-tiered system is now being used as almost a three-tier system. You're the average Joe. You're a celebrity that's, quote, right-wing or Republican or Trump supporter or racist or whatever labels they pin on you, whatever company you keep. And then you've got the the above-the-law deep state. Okay? And, And that's what they're developing. And your case takes them along that road like no other. You can literally lie in a court case and win and then say, hey, we're going to point to that court case lie all the time against you. Whatever you say, I'll just go, yeah, the court already decided that James is the leader of the KKK. Come on. What are you talking about? And most Americans can't ferret these lies out. And they have evidence, if you will. I know it's dishonest, fake, manufactured manipulated, created evidence, but they'll then point to the Supreme Court. They'll point to the Southern Poverty Law Center. They'll point to the FBI. They'll point to, see, Ammon's a criminal. Ammon Bundy, even though he won in every court case, he's guilty of nothing, but he still served in prison for two years, and they still hang this cloak with his anti-government and somehow a threat to society against him. In court case after court case, they're now doubling down on that narrative. Never mind he won. Never mind, he's guilty of nothing. Never, okay, now you put James and an Ammon Bundy in that scenario. And James, let's finish your discussion here with that in mind. Well, that was, uh, I tried to wrap it up in a pretty neat bow in a single segment, but that was pretty much the nuts and the bolts of it. I mean, of course, we could get into uh, other details about the whole process, about how the court system works and the different layers and how the, the filings and the briefs. And it was all very educational, to say the least. I mean, it was certainly a life sp- uh, experience. I have uh, no regrets at all for fighting the good fight and standing up for my name. And that's another thing. I mean, you're defending the name of your family. You're defending your, your name and the name of your family. You don't want uh, thugs 
of being able to to slime it like that. Now, in the actual, anybody who's interested in this, by the way, if you are interested, you can just Google James Edwards versus the Detroit News, and I think you can read the full decision. I mean, there's stuff on there. There, it made some news and uh, NPR and a lot of, uh, especially a lot of Michigan news outlets covered the the, the ruling uh, in the case uh, throughout. So you can find some stuff on there about it. And by the way, it was one of the most, uh, I, I hate to use the word prestigious, but certainly one of the most well-heeled uh, law firms in all of Michigan were, of course, uh, representing the defendants in this case. If you read the, the actual ruling, it does say, of course, that, uh, yes, uh, there is no evidence to prove or otherwise suggest that Edwards is the leader of the KKK. So they did put that in the ruling. I mean, but the, what the ruling basically said was it's not actionable to call him that. You can call him that, no problem, if you want to, even though all case precedent prior to my case, not just in Michigan, but nationally that was the textbook definition of libel so uh, again if if uh, i had been some sort of a left-wing activist or, or commentator who had been harmed i'm sure the law would have been upheld there uh, but uh, there is uh, of course two systems of justice here and sam you know like you you've been covered and uh, have spent so much time in the media in your own right and have had so much coverage because of your work and your program and the network and the other organizations with which you're involved you know how the media works and i've had a lot of experience uh, i think over the years uh, well uh, in excess of 250 newspapers and magazines and books even and of course uh, numerous television and radio programs have have covered my work and you can see th the way it's changed in real time. Uh, back in uh, the mid-2000s, I was a regular guest on CNN. And CNN would invite me on to talk about the issues that we're known for talking about. They knew that I was somebody that would offer a dissenting point of view on a lot of these taboo topics that uh, revolve around uh, racial realities and racial differences and uh, race relations. And, and so they wanted somebody that had the credentials of being a talk uh, media, a talk radio host. Uh, to come on and and offer a different point of view. Now, that was in the mid-2000s. And by the way, even though they were having me on to talk about immigration, to talk about the segregation, how people self-segregate, and uh, even uh, some uh, interracial crime stories, they always introduced me as a conservative talk radio host. Now, that's back in the mid-2000s. You fast-forward now. My opinions on the issues have not changed. I still uh, present the issues in such a way that warranted me being invited several times as a guest on these very prime time uh, talk um, uh, television uh, network television programs. Uh, so I'm still presenting the issues in the same way that warranted uh, that invitation and those invitations. But the only thing that's changed, I haven't changed. What's changed is the way the media uh, covers people like us and, and dissident voices. No longer am I a conservative talk radio host, which was accurate. I'm the leader of the Klan. I'm a white supremacist. Nothing changed in the way in what I believe or the way I present the message. The only thing that's changed is how the media now uh, reports on us. Now, we were always brought on to be, I guess, the bad guys in their eyes or uh, whatever. Uh, they weren't there to do us any favors, but the media's level of fairness and objectivity to the extent that it existed at all 20 years ago, it is gone now. And we saw that with Trump. We see it with the CSPOA. We see it with anybody that runs afoul of the narrative. You are everything but a child of God. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a joke. 
and I use uh, James because I think he's become one of the quintessential key figures to highlight. As James wisely points out, the change that has taken place. James's views, the focus of his program, has not changed. But he used to be considered a conservative talk show host. They used to refer to me as a conservative talk show host or a constitutionalist or whatever. Now, when the 2016 election happened, things changed. When Donald won, things changed big time. Now, Donald Trump talked about, hey, we're not going to tolerate this libel and slander anymore. We're going to stop it. Of course, Donald did nothing to stop it. In fact, while James Edwards' case was, you know, winding through the courts, Donald did nothing. You would think Donald would reach out to James and say, this case is an example. In fact, it's the quintessential an, uh, example of what we're saying and why we're saying it. This guy is neither a leader of the KKK nor even a member of the KKK. But look what the mainstream press has done, and look where the courts have gone with this thing. If Donald wants a case in point, I'm telling you right now, James becomes Joe the Plumber, ladies and gentlemen. James Edwards of the Political Cesspool radio program, thepoliticalcesspool.org, becomes Joe the Plumber of our day, if you will. A man that would be put up as the poster child to highlight this point. But here's what happened. They wrote in CNN attacking Sam Bushman, James Edwards, and many others. And the headline in CNN says, Eric Trump appears on radio program that sparked controversy for his brother. Wait a minute. Now we got Eric Trump on a radio program that sparked controversy for Donald Trump Jr. Daniel Diaz wrote the piece. And in this CNN piece, they literally attack Sam Bushman. They say Eric Trump was interviewed on the Liberty Roundtable radio show with Sam Bushman. Bushman syndicates white nationalist James Edwards. What? That's right. So then they say Donald Trump's son, Eric Trump, appeared on the radio show that caused controversy for his brother earlier in the year over his ties to a white nationalist. Wait a minute. Yeah, they say Edwards' program is considered by the Southern Poverty Law Center, which has been discredited until the cows come home. It's a racist, anti-Semitic radio show. Now, listen, James did not appear on this specific episode with Eric Trump. But in March, Donald Trump Jr. appeared on the program, and they say was interviewed by Edwards. Well, not exactly right. Interviewed by several people. James was one of them. Why? Because they reached out to James in the first place. That's how the interview was set up. Why do we go back in this? You say, Sam, you guys have covered this till the cows come home. Only in so much that they pursue the same narrative and tighten the noose. We'll talk about it on your radio. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity 
to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. This is the guilt by association narrative I'm talking about. So I'm talking about a CNN piece from several years ago. And they talked about how, hey, Sam Bushman interviewed Eric Trump. Well, then they say that's a problem because Sam Bushman interviewed Eric. And uh, that caused problems for Don Jr. And that caused problems for Don Sr. And wow, how, what? Well, Sam interviewed Eric, and Sam interviewed Don Jr. Well, James was on the program with Don Jr. and Sam, you see? So they say, although Edwards did not appear on this specific episode with Eric Trump, in March, Donald Trump Jr. appeared on the program and was interviewed by Edwards. Now, that's a lie, too. The interview was conducted by Sam. I had a couple of co-hosts. Kurt Crosby and James Edwards with me, and they each got to ask a question or two, but I was primarily the interviewer. He then later disputed, meaning Donald Trump Jr., disputed that he, Edwards, would be doing the interview. Well, first off, um, they reached out to James and asked for the interview. So don't lie and tell me that was disputed. It wasn't. Now, Donald might not have known what his press team was doing, uh, but nevertheless, don't blame it on James or Sam or, but see, this is the guilt by association that I'm talking about. Now, listen, then they say Donald Trump's campaign condemned James Edwards in a statement Thursday night. As you know, we had no knowledge of James Edwards' participation and strongly rebuked him. Hope Hicks, a campaign spokeswoman for Donald Trump Jr., referring to the interview. Now, why Hope Hicks is referring re you know, dealing with Donald Trump Jr. and why that relates to Eric Trump and why that relates to Sam Bushman in interviews that don't even have James involved, I don't know, except for this is the guilt association narrative that they hammer home. Now listen, then they attacked Sam Bushman in the original draft of the article instead, and Sam Bushman uh, is a right-wing extremist racist too. Why? Because Sam knows James, and Sam syndicates James. 
So Sam's a racist. A Southern Poverty Law Center says he's the greatest hate group in the state of Utah. And therefore, see how these dots connect? Well, I pushed back absolutely hardcore against CNN. And they were forced to retract. <laughs> we should have a clap, um, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, audio emoji right now, right? But then listen, they revised it to say this. Liberty Roundtable is a conservative program heard on radio stations and online and dedicated to promoting the principles of the American founding. We would never associate with any program that was even wrongly perceived, listen to that wording, that was even wrongly perceived to be affiliated with a message of hate. In this particular episode of the Liberty Roundtable program, Eric Trump spoke about Tuesday's vice presidential debate and his father's um, plans. Anyway, then it goes on, and Stephen Moore was on Sam's program, too, and it goes on and on. But I, I forced them to retract. They said I was a hate group, too. And then after my hard pushback, they went, okay, Sam's really an educator about the Constitution and the founding era of America, uh, and his program is fine. He's a conservative commentator. Wait a minute. They called James a conservative commentator merely years before when they at their expense, paid for him to be on their programs. Right, ladies and gentlemen? So now you take that narrative and, well, because Sam pushed back so hard, he's in the same position after the pushback, right? James was in just years ago. See? But it's all the narrative. Think about it. So you've got Donald Jr., Eric Trump, Donald Trump, me, James, all in this association. Then they talk about Stephen Moore. One of Donald Trump's top advisors was also on the Liberty Roundtable program. Yeah. And it goes on. And it, why do I spend time on that? Because they are building this narrative. And I believe that James Edwards has kind of become the poster child, uh, uh, you know, for this, where you literally can create libel and slander. You literally can make false statements that are flat out, absolutely, categorically, unequivocally, not debatable, even in court admitted true completely false but you're allowed to say them and you're allowed to build this narrative based on it right so how long will it be until sam's the kkk leader and sam's the kkk member remember james is the political commentator that used to appear on cnn at their expense a few short years later james is the evil guy sam is evil too oh wait a minute sorry we misstated sam's not as evil as james sam's a good guy right now he's a conservative commentator oh isn't that what they just called james a few <laughs> short years earlier so if james is the kkk leader how many years will it be till sam is the kkk leader unequivocally false but allowed to be perpetuated in the news as if it's evidence, as if it's fact, as if it's true, as if it's legitimate, right? Do you see the parallels, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm getting at here? You can say I'm a conspiracy theorist if you want, which is what they say every day, but they lie. How conspiracy theorist, is that a word? Conspiracy theorist? Conspiracy theorist is the word. Uh, how how long will it be? They said James was a political commentator, and he was not only a political commentator, but he was a credentialed representative for articles and stories and discussion points. He was a credible go-to guy in the early 2000s, 
But now the narrative has changed to where he's a KKK leader and member. Sam's really as guilty as James, but, oh, he caught us in the act and we were forced to retract over there at CNN. Now, this is the group Donald Trump said he was going to bury. But under Trump's favoritism to some degree, (laughs) sadly so, CNN still continues. Right. But this is the point that I'm getting at. Now you say, Sam, what evidence do you have that's getting worse besides that parallel? Well, that's an incredible parallel because think of all the characters that got wove into that. Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., different advisors for Donald, Donald Trump Sr., Sam Bushman, uh, the press secretary for Donald Trump Sr., Hope Hicks, CNN, James Edwards. Do you see? And all that really happened is guilt by association. The article was about an interview that I did with Eric. James wasn't there. Donald Jr. wasn't there. Donald Sr. wasn't there. None of these advisors were there. It was just Sam and Eric. But do you see how they paint the narrative? Now leap over to the Ammon Bundy story for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Think about the Ammon Bundy story for a second. Ammon Bundy is guilty of nothing. But think how they drug his name through the mud. Think how they held him in prison for two years. At the end of the day, what was he guilty of? Nothing. The jury said not guilty in Oregon. They didn't go to jury trial in Nevada because the judge said that the FBI and the Justice Department were so guilty of withholding exculpatory evidence and so dishonest that they had to dismiss the case just flat out dismiss it they didn't say that Ammon Bundy was a criminal or dishonest or withheld evidence or tampered with evidence or did any of those things it was the FBI and the government that was guilty of those things well Ammon Bundy's attorney got tased in court over this and Ammon Bundy walks free today By the grace of Almighty God, a mistrial because of the corruption by government, there was no prosecution, no accountability. The mainstream press drug Ammon Bundy's name through the mud. At the end of the day, when Ammon Bundy was guilty of nothing, that wasn't even mainstream news. You had to go to alternative sources to get the judge's verdict for the most part. You had to, okay, so what are the parallels? Well, now they're writing articles that some of these research organizations these are behind the scene groups most people don't know anything about me and a few experts from idaho have now tied them into the government controlled fusion centers that have been created in the wake of 9-11 and in the wake of this new government agency after 9-11 created by the republicans of all people it's called homeland security you ever heard of it (laughs) the department of homeland security was created by the republicans after 9-11 But all they've done now is they've taken that Homeland Security, tied it to these fusion centers. There's 81 of them all across the country. And now these fusion centers gather information and take information from the Southern Poverty Law Center and other, quote, here's how they refer to them in the media, research associates. We've got these research associates, ladies and gentlemen, and they want you to know that Sam Bushman is absolutely evil. And so now the narrative they're painting and they're writing is this. You got Richard Mack out there. He's a leader of an anti-government organization over there at the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, an anti-right-wing militia hate group. 
you got Stuart Rhodes over there, a right-wing hate-filled militia. In fact, he's under indictment there. He's in jail because of January 6th and the incredible insurrection that took place there, don't you know? And Stuart Rhodes and Richard Mack, and you see Ammon Bundy's out there, that guy, anti-government, guilty of nothing guy. That KKK leader that's not really a KKK guy, that James Edwards. And guess who's at the center of it all? Guess who's the quarterback for the whole team? Yeah, yours truly, Sam Bushman. He he is the one that, he's the, the you know, you, you see the old TV show back in the day, The Ties That Bind? <laughs> yeah, Sam's the Ties That Bind guy. Sam's the core guy at the center of it all with the golden microphone. He's the one that has put him, he even put Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Donald Trump Sr., uh, the January 6th event, uh, 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 the Ammon Bundy fiasco, the mm, James Edwards uh, court case reality check, uh, the Richard Mack, man, he put that all together. That's Sam Bushman. He's been at this for a long time. And you say, Sam, you're sure grasping at straws. I don't think so, James. They will slowly build each block of the narrative. The first one says James Edwards is a KK leader. The court even, well, it doesn't really say so, but it doesn't matter. It's true. It's okay to to double down and say that falsehood is truth, right? And, and it doesn't matter, Emin Bundy, I mean, he's guilty of nothing, I understand, and the FBI was guilty of egregious to the work. It created a whole mistrial due to the government's corruption, but that doesn't matter. See, I can use libel and slander, and I can use uh, this hyperbole to say James Edwards is the KKK leader. Uh, <clears throat> Emin Bundy is a militia leader, along with Richard Mack and Stuart Rhodes, and Sam Bushman is the talk show host. He's the binds that tie the ties that bind guy. He's at the core, the center of it all. He keeps the whole thing alive. And then they even go as far as to lie and say, not only that, Sam Bushman receives money from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to fund this because the Mormon Church is really planning an insurrection. They've really literally lied in these, quote, remember, research associates is the term they use. You say, what are you talking about, Sam? All right, I'll get to an article next hour that'll explain exactly what I'm talking about, that'll break down the lies, that'll highlight what we're talking about, and this time, it's in Reuters. Yeah, CNN and Reuters and the New York Times, and they're all in bed together, too. If we can talk about guilt by association, they even quote one another, ladies and gentlemen. We'll connect the dots next hour in more detail with James Edwards and get his response. Where is this headed is the ultimate question. Are they going to put us all in jail for however long and at the end we're guilty of nothing? Ladies and gentlemen, pray hard, work hard. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio, hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is a two-hour special interview. 
This is the broadcast for August the 3rd of the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country, as you well know by now. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. James Edwards is with me to break this down. Their dishonest fault narratives and lies, ladies and gentlemen, are becoming so pervasive, so ubiquitous, so in your face, so blatant, their desperation to create a tyranny out of the greatest country on the face of the earth and destroy everything we hold dear is in the balance. They want tyranny. We're trying to stop them. The culture war, whatever you want to refer to it, is on. Some are saying now it's literally a civil war. I pray that it's not, but I, I fear that these people will stop at nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it. They threw him in Bundy in jail for two years, and at the end of the day, he was guilty of nothing. The only one guilty of crimes was the government. And, of course, nobody went to jail. Think about that for a minute. They then turn around and call James Edwards in the media the leader of the KKK. In court, they document that it's false. doesn't matter. It's okay to continue with. You can promote that all you want. In fact, you can even point to the court case and say James lost. Think about this. You can point to the court case and say James lost and the Detroit News won. And if all you do is highlight that, then it makes you believe that they were right. James is a leader of the KKK. But if you study the case, you find out, no, they admitted that he's not. It just doesn't matter. But see, if all I do is refer to the case was won by the Detroit Press and James lost, hey, they called him a racist, they called him a leader of the KKK, but James lost. You understand, right? Then what do you believe? What are you led to believe with that lie? When you say Ammon Bundy had to go to prison for two years. Uh, But if you don't hear the rest of the story, he was guilty of nothing, and the government was the only one, right? Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, they are upping the ante. They are connecting the dots more so than they ever have before. So the picture I painted, I did a little bit of a forward look to the end. Where do we go from here? They're literally now writing that Sam Bushman is the center of all these people. I mean, he's pretty much the commander-in-chief of all these people. Now, none of it's true. I don't control James Edwards. I don't control Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump or Donald Trump Sr. or Ammon Bundy or Richard Mack or Stuart Rhodes or any of the people that I'm friends with. I don't control a single one of them in any way. The idea is laughable. But it's laughable only if you have reason and common sense. If your goal is to paint a picture of dishonesty, of falsehoods, but create a web of lies as truth, then what? So now there's an article that was written in Reuters News Service. Peter, what's this guy's name, Easler? Um wrote this piece for Reuters. And it says right-wing U.S. sheriffs vowed to probe 2020 voter fraud claims. That's fine. That's true. But I don't know that they're right-wing sheriffs. I don't know what a right-wing sheriff is. Is it the same as a right-wing Republican? Is it the same as a conservative talk show host of yesterday on CNN? Uh, now the KKK leader? Is that what a right-wing sheriff is? Say, what will that term turn into? Now, they then have a uh, kind of a photo and a bunch of series of things with this uh, news article. And one of them says this. In Michigan, quote, Trump's allies and the sheriff 
under scrutiny in election probe. So if you look at the headline and the top of the article, you think, oh, whacked out right-wing sheriffs are at it again. Some whacked out sheriff in, in Michigan is uh, under investigation. Wow, look at that. Folks, that's not the story at all. That's just dishonest as calling James Edwards the leader of the KKK. That's just dishonest as saying Sam Bushman is the armchair quarterback for all these guys. Hey, he'll throw the ball to Mac or Rhodes or Bundy or Edwards or whoever it needs to be, buddy. Hey, you ready to catch James? Because I, I got you queued up, bro. See, that's the lie, the narrative they're painting. And you can say, Sam, you're sure trying to make yourself important in this. No, I'm not. This is what the, and this is what they call them, research associates are trying to document. Well, the CNNs of the world, the New York Times of the world are pointing to the articles written by these researchers that are absolutely patently false. But it doesn't matter because of the company you keep, don't you know? Now, folks, think about this. The sheriff, his name is Darleaf, by the way. And he's the sheriff in Michigan. And he has been investigating election fraud for two years. Now, they claim he doesn't have any pay dirt. He doesn't have any evidence. The problem is they won't let his evidence go to the attorney general of the state. Won't let it go to the DA of the county. Won't let it go to the Supreme Court or any other venue. They're just simply ignoring him and laughing at him and saying, too bad, Sheriff. But then they say, on the other hand, the sheriff has no evidence. Well, then here's what happens. He starts to make headway. Then you know what they do? They launch an investigation against the sheriff. And they say, Sheriff, we're investigating you. So now it's true, right? They filed an investigation against the sheriff. It's true, right, James? So now Reuters writes the headline that... Now the headline says this. In Michigan, Trump's allies, is he all tied to the Donald now? Trump's allies and the sheriff are under scrutiny in election probe. They don't say that there's been an election for two years, and in retaliation, they've filed uh, an investigation against the sheriff. They don't say that at all. So the article is July 20th Reuters, okay? And it says a coalition of right-wing Constitutional sheriffs, well, that isn't true. Let's say this, elected constitutional sheriffs is the truth. It isn't right wing, right? Who claim legal power in their jurisdictions that exceeds U.S. federal and state authorities has a new calling, investigating conspiracy theories that the 2020 election was rigged against former President Donald Trump. Now, let me stop there. This is so full of lies, every word of it's a lie. First off, they're elected sheriffs. They're not right-wing sheriffs at all. Well, Sam, they're on the right of the political spectrum, aren't they? Well, kind of. I guess so. They're Republicans. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Now a Republican's going to be a right-wing pretty soon. They're the KKK leaders, right? See, 20 years ago, they called the racist racist. That was only the ones who had the guts to talk about it. Now they're saying anybody who doesn't agree with them is a racist. Well, the same wordsmithing, the same dishonest manipulations are being used. So now a right-wing sheriff, so pretty soon a right-wing is a Republican, a Republican and a right-wing is a racist, is a conspiracy theorist. Is a, I mean, they're virtually the KKK leaders, don't you know? 
right now. They say who claim legal power in their jurisdictions. Um, do the sheriffs claim legal power or do we have legal power for sheriffs in America? That's like claiming, yeah, the Republican-controlled Congress claims they have power, claims they have authority. What? Of course they claim power in their jurisdictions. Uh, they don't only claim it, but it's been the case for hundreds of years. But see how you manipulate that claim, folks? Right? Then they say power that exceeds U.S. federal and state authorities. We don't think that they have power that exceeds U.S. state and federal authorities. That's a lie, a misrepresentation of what we claim and what we say entirely. We claim the sheriff in his jurisdiction has tremendous power. And I agree that it exceeds the state and the federal government on occasion. When the jurisdictional appropriateness warrants it. See, it's not a battle of powers. When it's in a county, the federal government has nothing to do with it. It's not a battle of who got more, who has more power, uh, Bill Clinton or uh, Richard Mack. Richard Mack being a county sheriff, Bill Clinton being the president of the United States at the time. It's not a battle of who has more power. It's a jurisdictional question. The county is not in the jurisdiction of Bill Clinton, the president of the United States. They say we assert this without evidence, without fact, right? Without any evidence. Well, I'm going to point the evidence out to you because they lie to you again. The evidence is that Bill Clinton felt like he had more authority than the sheriff. I don't know if you know this, but they went to the Supreme Court and Bill Clinton lost and Sheriff Richard Mack won. But it wasn't that Mack had more power than the president. Although I guess if the Supreme Court case wins, says that you could go there, right? But I won't. I'll merely say the courts documented that Bill Clinton did not have jurisdiction there. And Sheriff Mack did. So it's not a battle of who has more power. It's just an appropriate dis dis um, jurisdictional discussion. Right? But what they want to do is make it a battle of power. Because that's how tyranny works. They don't want a win-win. They want an I win, you lose scenario. All right? But, but here's, in my mind, the deal. Richard Mack won and Bill Clinton lost. If you say sheriffs have no authority or no power like they claim, how did that happen? We're not pointing to just hyperbole here. All right, so let's continue with this discussion a little bit with their lies, shall we? We'll tie it together because they lie about election fraud and I'll prove it in seconds on your radio and then we'll tie that to where is this gonna go, James Edwards? We'll do it in seconds. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. freedomfactor.org. 
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. If the COVID-19 shot is safe and effective, then why are 20% of healthcare workers refusing to get it? If the COVID-19 injection is safe and effective, then why is big tech silencing anyone who opposes it? If the COVID injection is safe and effective, then why is our federal government's reporting system recording over 14,000 deaths from the vaccine and an additional 650,000 plus serious adverse reactions. If the COVID shot is safe and effective, then why did Dr. Gert Vandenbosch, recognized as one of the world's chief vaccine experts, risk his entire career and his reputation to plead with the medical community to immediately halt all COVID-19 vaccinations, calling mass COVID vaccinations an uncontrollable monster? Doesn't sound very safe and effective. Maybe it's time to call a spade a spade. At no time in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for Governor. VoteBundy.com. With news the networks refuse to use, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, James Edwards is with me. We're talking about this Reuters attack piece on all of us. I am uniquely not named in this piece, which also I find interesting because what they do is they use my name when they want to. They leave me out of it when they want to for their own purposes as well. But they leave me out intentionally uh, because then I can't push back and document uh, things like I did with CNN. They know it, and they know who I am, and they know that I will take them on like nobody's business. But one of the headlines in the article that I want to finish on and then turn this over to James. I'm sorry to talk so long, but we've got to kind of set this up uh, for the, the, the takeaway. We've got to start to document ourselves as they are doing as well. But one of the uh, lines or sections in the article is called Power Play. Then they talk about the constitutional sheriffs is teaming up with True the Vote, uh, is teaming up with um, these other groups to uh, look into election fraud. And then they go on and say these baseless claims by these sheriffs, they have no evidence, is really undermining our elections and is literally putting election um, officials in jeopardy because of the violence and everything else. So they're going on and saying it's unclear how many of the nation's sheriffs are involved. Um, but then they go on and they attack a few specific sheriffs, et cetera, et cetera. And now the attack is over election fraud. But whether the attack is over James Edwards and who he is as a person whether it's about Sam Bushman and is he the armchair quarterback for every one of these people or Ammon Bundy is the anti-government militia or Richard Mack or Stuart Rhodes or January 6th or climate change or vote election campaign fraud discussions. All of these things are coming down to this ultimate great divide. And so in this article, they also refer to this according to uh, research associates then they link to this article that attacks me more than anyone else. This is the one that kind of points out that Sam's kind of the armchair quarterback 
for the uh, this group. They don't say that's what Sam is. But they say Richard Mack quit working with Stuart Rhodes in 2016. So literally it's been eight years. But they say, but the ties are still there. How are the ties still there, James? Because Sam ties James, ties Stuart to Richard. Because Sam's involved in it all, you see. And we're not tied together in any way, except for I do a radio program, and therefore I interview people on Liberty Roundtable who are like-minded, who have information to be brought to the table, who, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We're friends. We're associates. That's all true. But this idea that there are ties that bind and that we're all guilty together equally or that we're all somehow responsible for everybody else's actions, I would come back and say I'm responsible for my own sins and not for Adam's transgression is the way I would put it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is absolutely psychotic what they're doing. The problem is they continue to connect the dots, continue to use the deep state as their avenue to force narratives that are false onto the record, and then they use that, quote, record against us for the next level. It reminds me of like kids in a swimming pool. You put somebody on your shoulders, uh, and you have these, you know, see who can push each other off wars. They are putting these lies on the shoulders of former research lies to make their case. And then all they got to do is point to a previous lie. Yeah. Uh, you know what? James Edwards lost his court case. The KKK leader um, is uh, appeared on Sheriff Mack's show or on Sam Bushman's show. Or, wow, Donald Trump Jr., um, is tied in with all these guys. He's probably part of the militia. That's where they'll go. See what I mean? This narrative is so dishonest, ladies and gentlemen, that it's not even funny. The problem is they've got enough deep state ties, connections to make their lies fly as truth. James. Sam, you you have said so much, and there's so much I want to say in response. And if you'd uh, give me a moment to maybe take... uh, go uh, over the corner and around the bend, I'll get back to this Reuters thing uh, with the CSPOA and how they are being portrayed right now, by the way. I mean, this is something that has uh, been in the news uh, very prominently over the course of the last couple of weeks, going back to your uh, the wonderful conference that you and Sheriff Mack hosted there in Las Vegas. And I understand there's going to be, a, uh, we've been talking about CNN, maybe a CNN uh, interview with Richard Mack tonight. Uh, We might talk about that in a second. But you're so right about so much, uh, really everything, uh, certainly everything you've said today. And this just goes back to how the media works. Now, I guess people have probably come to this understanding independently. But if you don't know how the media works, a couple of guys who have uh, been through the ringer quite a few times over many, many, many years can tell you this whole 60 degrees of separation thing, the old saying, we're all six degrees separated from Brad Pitt. That means you know a person who knows a person who knows a person who knows a person who knows a person who's you can connect anybody in the world through six degrees of separation. That's the that's the uh, the 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 old saying. And there's probably some truth to that. So the media gets very creative in uh, their caricature uh, of McCarthyism. So remember, Senator McCarthy was supposed to be such a bad guy because he would uh, use links and ties to uh, ferret out uh, 
communist operatives and people who were communist sympathizers. Now, in the case of the Senator McCarthy, uh, he was normally right. <laughs> most of the people he went after most certainly were communists. Uh, and uh, that's very different than being uh, the imagined leader of the Ku Klux Klan or whatever they say that uh, we are. Uh, but this is... It was bad that he did that. Just because you know a person who's associated with a group doesn't mean that the person themselves. And I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But now they've taken McCarthyism, which was supposed to be bad, and they've taken it uh, and, and exaggerated it tenfold when it comes to us. And so you have, well, you know, look, he's the leader of the Klan. He's you judging by the company he keeps. Here's this guy who's a friend of his that represented a Klan's uh, uh, Klansman, and uh, you know, 50 years ago. So there you go. And of course, look, uh, that wasn't the reason I lost my case. I was going to lose my case because they didn't like me and they didn't like my politics, and they were looking for anything, no matter how flimsy, to justify the decision that they already made, independent of the law and of the facts. Uh, but it's the same thing with what you were talking about with Eric Trump. Um, Sam. So I participated in an interview with Donald Trump Jr. Yes. And then, uh, you know, how does that factor in to Eric Trump interviewing with you independently on your radio program? Yeah, I know you. Uh, we both have radio programs. We are certainly connected. I mean, we're close personal friends, but I'm not necessarily uh, responsible for the things you do any more than you're responsible for the things that I do. But here it was in CNN. Eric Trump appears, as you mentioned in the last hour, on the program that caused so much trouble for his brother. Now, you got them to uh, post a retraction. But just to give uh, folks an idea of how far gone the media is, CNN wasn't the only one to cover your interview with Eric Trump. There was other, I'm talking about so-called mainstream establishment news organs, not left-wing blogs, legitimate press-credentialed, uh, media organs, and there was another one who wrote um, an article about this. And uh, but th this one, they said, well, you know, they can play fast and loose with the facts. Uh, it wrote, it, it had, uh, it was written that I had interviewed Eric Trump in this particular mag um, magazine article. And so I got back to them, and I said, no, actually, I didn't uh, interview Eric Trump. That's not true. You might want to post a correction to that i participated in an interview with donald trump jr donald trump jr was the one i spoke to uh, i have never interviewed eric trump so they did issue a correction sam this is a major newspaper or excuse me a major magazine and uh, this is what they wrote in their uh, retraction this is your this is your establishment press folks this is the ones who's uh, calling right wing so-called constitutional sheriff with reuters and reuters by the way was the one the very first outlet to cover our talk with Donald Trump Jr. That went absolutely worldwide. They continued to talk about that. There was three articles in the Washington Post in a single day about it. They talked about it from March when it happened all the way through November uh, and beyond. It was in the news every single week. <clears throat> but here's the retraction I got from this magazine when I said it wasn't Eric Trump. I, didn't, I had nothing to do with the Eric Trump interview. Uh, the retraction reads, Donald Trump Jr. was interviewed by virulent white supremacist James Edwards. The story has been corrected to reflect that Eric Trump didn't appear on the virulent white supremacist James Edwards' racist cesspool, but rather it was on another show, talking about Liberty Roundtable, broadcast on the same network that syndicates virulent white supremacist James Edwards' cesspool and sometimes invites the white supremacist to be a guest, <laughs> which is what they're talking about when I come on this program and talk with you, Sam. So that, that, that is a mainstream media correction. That is how they do it. And, of course, everybody, everybody is a racist now. You know that. I wrote the book 12 years ago now. It was already pretty much common knowledge that if you oppose the narrative in any way, if you were white, if you were conservative, if you were a Christian, if you were any of these things, you're a racist, you're a white supremacist, so on and so forth. And Trump really, and, you know, uh, the Washington Post, I just mentioned them, 
The Washington Post uh, didn't get press credentials to some of the Trump rallies. And in one of the articles they were covering, uh, it reads, The Trump campaign has repeatedly banned reporters from across the political spectrum from attending Trump events. The campaign has, however, provided credentials to disreputable media like radio host James Edwards. Uh, Trump should have banned all of these people from his press conferences and his White House press briefings. Absolutely. Disreputable media? What does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? And who decides who's reputable? Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Lawyers for the media outlet Gateway Pundit have filed a legal motion seeking to publicly release the names of the clients of Jeffrey Epstein. The who's who of illicit clients was heavily discussed during the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. Since being found guilty, she is serving time in a cushy minimum security prison in Florida. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt won the state's GOP Senate primary on Tuesday beating out a 21-candidate field to replace exiting Senator Roy Blunt. Tonight, the Republican voters of Missouri have spoken, and I am honored. In other primaries Tuesday, Kansas voters decided to keep abortion rights. Tudor Dixon won Michigan's GOP primary to take on Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Thursday, Tennessee goes to the primary polls, as the midterm elections are in November. USA Radio News. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GREAT for a $5 bonus on your first take. That's promo code GREAT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GREAT for a $5 bonus on your first take. That's code GREAT for a $5 bonus. Nancy Pelosi has departed Taiwan, but before she left. And on this strong foundation, we have built a thriving partnership, grounded in our shared values of self-government and self-determination, focused on our mutual security interests in the region and across the world, committed to the economic ties that power prosperity for all of our people. California's Oak Fire continues to burn. The Oak Fire just west of Yosemite National Park is 76% contained. Cal Fire saying the blaze has ripped through more than 19,000 acres. The number of structure destroyed is up to 193. That includes 127 homes. Evacuation orders have been lifted for some residents. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. NASCAR racing continues this weekend at Michigan International Speedway. USA Radio News. Hi, 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, James Edwards, Sam Bushman on your radio. You want to learn more about James Edwards and his syndicated radio program every Saturday night, an award-winning, hard-hitting talk show, three hours of weekend fun, education, and a whole lot more. Available anytime, though, on, on demand at thepoliticalcesspool.org. That's thepoliticalcesspool.org, ladies and gentlemen. So, James, you were uh, continuing and highlighting uh, this for you reality of the retraction that they uh, printed they literally lied got caught were forced to print retractions you and i uh, together forced them to pr- retract meaning them the mainstream press uh, literally forced them to retract on multiple occasions not once not twice not three times many times we've forced retractions over their dishonest lies james See, I mean, and this is the games the media can play because the precedent, especially over the course of the last decade, has been set. Call a man uh, the leader of the Klan. If you want to, uh, you can say, well, I'm going to write that Eric Trump, uh, this is a scandal because he appeared on a program that uh, is tied and has links and ties like McCarthy. We hated McCarthy then, but we'll, we'll do it ten times worse, and it's okay. Uh, and that, that'll that be an article because he appeared on a show that's uh, connected to another show that we don't like. Okay, well, you write that. I'll just write he appeared on the on uh, the political cesspool itself. You know, who's going to stop us? What can they do? I'll just I, you, you write he appeared on a show that's tied to the political cesspool. I'll just write he appeared on the political cesspool. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. And this is, you know, I always get a laugh, Sam. You were talking about these people who were supposedly looking into the CSPOA. Uh, sometimes from time to time. There'll be an article written about me or about you or about any anybody that uh, that uh, we're somehow associated with, other people that they hate, and uh, it'll say it's been written by an investigative reporter, an investigative journalist. Now I don't know really what's the difference between an investigative reporter and just a plain old reporter. Aren't they all supposed to go out and get the facts and present them? Uh, but these investigative reporters, man, that really carries a lot more legitimacy and weight, I guess. And that's supposed to be really, really serious. If you've got an investigative uh, investigative reporter or journalist on the case, boy, they're really getting down into the nitty-gritty. They're really doing a deep dive. And I've seen so many stories like this, and never once. They're doing an investigation. You know, does an investigator actually talk to the subject of his articles? <laughs> I've never been contacted by any of these investigative uh, journalists. They're doing an investigation, but they don't even talk to the person they're writing about. I mean, it's just a joke. And in these investigations, you know, they are they uncovering un, un, uh, uh, deep, hidden secrets that we didn't want people to know about? Are they digging up things uh, that really would have taken, not that we have anything to hide or there's anything to find no matter where they look. You can look under anything. Um, you're not going to find anything that I haven't shared publicly. But no, they're not doing any of that. They go and they, you know what they do, Sam? They go, they go to your website, they go to my website, and they listen to the show. You know, they'll listen to the show for a few minutes, and they'll transcribe a few things that uh, can fit into their article as filler because the article's already been written. I mean, the article's already white supremacist, far right wing, or whatever they're they're calling us that day. They'll they'll add a couple of uh, a couple of uh, of, of uh, tidbits for filler and then and then off they go but this this all brings us back to these articles i'm reading about the cspoa headline out of reuters right-wing u.s sheriff's vow to probe 2020 voter fraud claims well and then it says a coalition of right wing and then it has quotation marks constitutional sheriffs well what's right wing about being a sheriff that uh 
tries to uphold the Constitution. Uh, I don't I don't know what's right wing about that. And that's another thing. Look, if I'm in polite company and uh, somebody says, well, you know, where do you stand politically? I'd say, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, you could probably call me right wing. I would identify as right wing. And I, and I would identify as right wing and say I'm right wing because it it's a little bit more muscular than conservative. I mean, we've seen so many limp-wristed and weak-minded conservatives who just uh, who just cave like a house of cards when they get pressed and uh, yeah, I agree mostly with the tenets of conservatism, but I'd say I'm a little bit stronger and more stout-hearted than that. So maybe right-wing differentiates me. You kind of get the idea I'm conservative, but but a little more, you know, in your face than the typical Conservative. So I would say right wing. But boy, you know what I'll tell you, Sam, it really chaps my hide when the media calls me right wing because, see, to them, it's a slur. Now, if somebody's trying to slur me, it takes on a different context. If you say, yeah, James Edwards, he's a, he's a right winger. OK, I, yeah, I'll, I'll accept that in the spirit it's given. So it's different. It's different when they're saying right wing because it, uh, it, they, they want to convey a, a negative connotation. So-called constitutional sheriff. And here, here's one on Darleaf. Inside one, far right. Now, if you look up the definition of far right, it's a synonym used with white supremacy and Nazism. Now, why is Darleaf? Look, I don't know Darleaf, okay? I, everything I've read about him, I like. I bet he's a good guy. But this is what you're talking about. They're going to tie potentially me or other people that I'm associated with to Darleaf through you. This is McCarthyism. This is what we're talking about. But why is Dar- Darleaf a far-right uh, sheriff? Uh, because he takes seriously his oath of office. Leaf is in the vanguard of the so-called. See, they're so-called. What's so-called about being a constitutional sheriff? They're sheriffs, and they're trying to uphold the Constitution. Why, why, why do you say so-called as if you're you know, in some mocking tone? But all of this far-right, the way that they're using it, uh, conflating Darleaf and Sheriff Mack with white supremacy and Nazism and thuggery. Um, you know, no, no, it's, it's absolutely this is not a legitimate article. This is Reuters. I don't care who it is. This is not legitimate. This is not legitimate. Uh, this isn't an opinion piece. This isn't an op ed column. This is supposed to be a, a fact based column. Uh, I've never heard Sheriff Mack say, hey, we're the right wing, far right um, white supremacist sheriffs association or, or, or militia movement. We, we're, we're operating outside of the bounds of the law. I've never heard that, but that is exactly, exactly what they want you to take away from these hit pieces, Sam. Now, I think it's even worse than that because of what they do with it. It's one thing for us to have a completely different opinion, James. To the point where we can't even have a discussion. We're not even on the same page. I say the sun just came up. And they're like, no, it didn't. What are you, crazy? We've got dark clouds everywhere. There's no sun. In fact, the, you can't refer to the sun. That refers to Jesus Christ. You're a, you're a conspiracy theorist. There's no Jesus Christ. There's no sun that came up in the morning. What are you talking about? We're not even on the same page for a discussion anymore, James. Let me give you an example. You know the Aesop's fable that we referred to earlier in the broadcast about the company you keep? Do you know what the fable is that relates to that? I read it after this piece, you, uh, after, after it was used to determine my decision. And by the way, that's another joke. I mean, it's not a joke. Uh, I'll just say this very, very, very quickly. Aesop's fables was never intended to inform uh, law in uh, 
the United States of America. So the, the fact that they were using that to inform their decision they're instead fables, of actual case James. precedents. Yeah, they're, they're fables. And it was a good one. It was from the ass and the purchaser. But tell us the, tell us the background. I haven't read yeah, it in so a few years. Yeah, so the ass and the purchaser, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that then. In court, they use the ass and its purchaser. I find that very I guess that was the court, ass. They, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but this is the stuff that they do. They make mockery of the courts, mockery of everything. How dare they use the ass and its purchaser? So the bottom line is this guy is going to buy an ass uh, uh, from uh, his neighbor or from a, a guy. And he says, hey, can I try it out before I purchase it? And the guy's like, I guess so, sure. So he takes it home, the donkey, right? He takes the donkey home. And he puts it in with a bunch of his other animals. And the donkey just totally gravitates towards the laziest, the most gluttonous, uh, the uh, worst ass in his group. And so he halters the donkey up and takes it back to the guy that owns it and says, I don't even need to do the trial anymore. And the guy's like, well, what the heck? Why not? He says, because the second I put it in my, you know, group of animals, it gravitated towards the worst. And I have no doubt that it'll be just like the worst one he picked out. In other words, he'll be just like his companion. Uh, that's the one that he picked out, the worst of the lot. And so I don't even need to do any more tests. It took me two seconds to see that he gravitated towards the worst of them, the biggest eater, the laziest. The, but, and so uh, I know the company that he keeps. So they're literally using this barn animal um, fable as the quintessential governing guidance for the courts. The minister of justice in the United States of America. And I'm not sure if James is the ass or the worst one in the group that the <laughs> ass was put with. Or if I'm the ass and James is the bad guy that they put me with James... Or is it Richard that's the ass? Or, okay, what what is going on here? The point is the company you keep is that we all gravitate towards the worst among them. And then they tie it to legal repercussions. You remember the good sheriff there in Michigan? He's under investigation, don't you know, James? Ammon Bundy served two go. years. Yep. Served two years, and he's guilty of what? Oh, nothing. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3. Founded by Judge Roy Moore, please partner with us to achieve this important mission. morallaw.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about Aesop's fables and the ass of the purchaser. <laughs> it's just insane. Now this has become the quintessential determining factor in the courts of our land, James. And what are they going to do with it? What's the next step? Now the sheriff is under investigation. Why? Because he dared to be a right wing, dared to engage in conspiracy theory, dared to investigate election integrity issues. It has become the quintessential dividing issue in America now. So a sheriff says, look, my constituents are coming to me with concern. Um, you know what? I'm going to see if there's any evidence here. And if there is, I'm going to do the appropriate thing with it. This isn't right wing. This isn't left wing. This isn't Republican. This isn't Democrat. This isn't conspiracy theory. A sheriff is supposed to put facts to it and say either one, there are facts here. Let's take appropriate action based on the rule of law. Or there are no facts here. Let's dismiss this. It isn't true. But when you've got four plus investigations that we highlighted on the election integrity stage discussions that we had, uh, that the Reuters news people were at, James, my question is with four investigations underway, how do you say without evidence election fraud allegations, election fraud um, claims without evidence or debunked claims, how do you say that when there's four legitimate duly elected sheriff's investigations currently underway. How do you claim that they're all debunked and that it isn't true and that, that um, they claim without evidence and that they do? How do you say that when the investigations aren't even complete, James? Yeah, see, that was the whole thing with me going back to the January 6th, what would have been the January 6th hearings, or at least presumably. Uh, who, who knows what would have happened if what happened that day didn't happen. But, I mean, it's undeniable. It's indisputable. There's always election fraud. Uh, and I think in, in, in this instance, there was definitely a lot of smoke. And I was always of the opinion that, yes, there was election fraud in 2020, but was it enough to actually cost Trump states? Was it enough to actually swing the election? And that's what I didn't know. I never said yes, absolutely, or no, there's no way there was that much fraud. Uh, but I would have liked to, for there to have been uh, some sort of uh, congressional But it doesn't inquiry. matter. You know, if they had have Hold looked... on. Stop, 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 stop. I only raped one person, not 50, James. It's okay. It's no big <laughs> deal. It doesn't ride to the level of mass rape or anything. 
See, folks, well, this is I a mean, bogus I, I claim. This is a false narrative. If there's fraud committed, if there's election integrity problems, if there's crimes committed, we're calling for them to be prosecuted. I don't care if it changes the Donald See, Trump election or not. Let me tell you why. What if it's your county commissioner? What if it's your attorney general? What if it's your governor? What if it's your uh, county commissioner? What if it's your legislative um, representative in your state? It doesn't matter if it's Trump could have won or lost. That isn't the discussion at all, ladies and gentlemen. The discussion is, are there crimes committed? And if so, should there be prosecution to the fullest extent of the law for those crimes? And I, for one, say yes, James. See, this is the thing, Sam. And yes, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, on the other hand, if you have 120 million votes cast, I understand there are going to be some legitimate mistakes. There are going to be some votes that aren't counted right. Uh, they're, they're, it, that's inevitable, whether it's paper ballots or whatever's going on with these machines. And I have a lot of concerns about the machines. But uh, yeah, I get it's not going to be 100% accurate. You want it to be close to that, of course. But, I mean, if you're talking about willful, if you're talking about some of the claims made in 2,000 mules, that's a totally different can of worms. And if they had to put one-tenth of the effort, one percent of the effort that they've put into this January 6th the show trial hearing into actually just checking into these things, uh, then and it would have been it would have been a moot point. We'd, we'd either have known yes or no definitively, and that would have been that. But I think the problem with the constitutional sheriffs or the problem that they have with the constitutional sheriffs is that these are people that can actually bring their party to an end. So what, listen, let the investigation. They're not hiding anything. I'm not hiding anything. Uh, if they're not hiding anything, let a sheriff investigate it if he wants. And uh, if the sheriff is cooking up um, um, false information, obviously I'm not alleging that anybody in the CSPOA is, but I'm just saying if there was somebody out there doing something, if there's an investigation, you've got nothing to hide with, then what are you worried about? If the sheriff is cooking up something, if he is your worst nightmare and he's doing things like that, then, then let that come to light too. And but, by the way, uh, but, our very press release says that about 2,000 mules. We say, look, we see compelling evidence in the movie. If it's legitimate, then we need to get together and take action. If it's not legitimate, let that come to light. I don't have the exact words in front of me, but our press release highlights that very point, James. Well, I uh, we've been talking about this case, and uh, I, I actually went back during the last break, and I pulled up the opinion. And uh, it reads here, just, and I'll tie this to CSPOA, of course, the restatement of torts list membership in the Ku Klux Klan, quote-unquote, as the quintessential illustration of a defamatory statement. In an opinion piece in the Detroit News, communist Ban Cole Thompson asserted that radio host James Edwards is a leader of the Klan, of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, in their own published opinion, the judges write, there is no record evidence to suggest that Edwards holds a formal position in the Ku Klux Klan, nor is there any record evidence to suggest that he was ever a member. Notwithstanding this lack of formal relationship, we must be mindful of Aesop's lesson. A man is known by the company he keeps. And therefore, we hold that Edward cannot make claims of defamation and affirm summary disposition in favor of the defendants. And then it goes on from there, and it mentions Sam Dixon, who I meant, uh, said before. and also Which means there is nothing we can ever do to defend ourselves ever again. Well, and this is the thing. It also mentions David Duke. Now, everybody knows David Duke uh, was a member of the Klan before I was born. He since went on to be an elected member of the uh Louisiana State House of Representatives and uh, the Republican nominee for governor of the state of Louisiana. I think he got 40-something percent of the vote, hundreds of thousands of votes. So a lot has happened since then, but they mentioned him and the fact that I had interviewed him. And, and let me tell you something. Um, it doesn't matter. You know what? It doesn't matter if I've interviewed 100 
people who somehow, some way were associated with an organization, it still doesn't give you the right to say I'm its leader uh, because people in, in journalism and in media interview people all the time uh, that all right, are you're ready to different play organizations to which they don't belong. But you're ready to play their game? But it's getting to the CSPOA where they're going to do the same thing, and that's a problem because the CSPOA is a threat. You actually have people in law enforcement that can get to the bottom of some of these things, and they desperately don't want that to happen. And if they can do that to me, they can do it to them, and they are, and they're painting with this brush and links and ties to try to discredit very, very, very good men who take seriously their charge in their county. Sorry, Sam, go ahead. You ready to take away the games? Oh, yeah. This is my opinion to which I'm entitled. But CNN used to interview James Edwards and call him a political commentator, and they used to give him the due credit and credentials that he deserved. Therefore, I say that I say that CNN then uh, is really the KKK Grand Master Wizard. James? That's right. Well, that's CNN. CNN, CNN runs CNN. the KKK. Oh, this is a, this is a good. You, you want to play? C- yeah. Okay. So C- CNN should be able to be CNN should be able to be tarred with the the same brush as anybody else because I'll tell you, uh, I have had more interactions with CNN than I have with the official functions of the CSPOA. I know about the CSPOA. I support uh, the, what the, what the, their mission is. I have talked to Richard Mack. I have talked to you. I haven't attended a meeting. I'm not a member. I support it. But I'm just saying. Uh, I have spent actually more time working with CNN than I have the CSPOA. So is this? Why don't you know? Is CNN associated with all of these dastardly things? Because they yeah, the CNN runs the KKK. I know it's not them. true. Well, it's not true, hey, James. But, but here's the it thing. doesn't matter. If you're going to you know judge why? me by the company I keep, well, like Aesop, yeah, why not CNN judge me? Your company. What about CNN? What about CNN? Why not judge me by that company? I've been in their company too. Why, why, why am I not, uh, why am I not uh, a left-wing progressive then? If you judge me didn't by the they even, Didn't they even feed CNN you in the green times. room, James? Uh, Sam, you know what CNN did? I'll tell you. They've done a lot more for me <laughs> than a lot of the people I'm linked with. They sent limousines to my house. They gave me first-class transportation See? in New York, put me in a ritzy hotel in yeah, Times Square, and had a driver for me. See but, that link? Uh, but See they're not the connected you to keep me. And no way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they're not, they, they don't get... That that it doesn't apply to them. It's a, it's selectively chosen. They selectively choose when and where to do the links and ties and how to paint it and how to brush it. It there's no standard whatsoever. By the way, there's I'm no such good st- friends with CNN that I sat at the uh, Republican National Convention in the CNN. Um, decision desk or whatever you want to call it, and I've got my photo taken in the decision desk. I'm such good friends with them, James. They were bringing me water with and their blessing. Buddy. Darn right, with their blessing I asked and for invitation. They I said, saw by it. all means, Sam. And so you, I can, you know, put that photo up. And so, so I think that the that the CNN really runs this whole thing, James. They run you and you know, me I, I, uh, uh, and everything. <laughs> all of us, Richard. I put Hammond. a thing up. Yeah, I I I put this up on Twitter back in 2016. <laughs> where it has the screenshot of me on one of my television appearances on CNN where it says James Edwards, conservative talk radio host, James Edwards, conservative host of the political cesspool, and juxtaposed with uh, a CNN. Now, by 2016, they weren't, they weren't talking to me anymore, but that doesn't mean they weren't talking about me. I had praised something Mike Pence had said in one of the vice presidential debates, 
and it said white supremacist James Edwards praises Pence, and it's with the CNN cry on. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, a lot's changed in ten years. You were having me on uh, as a conservative, is what you were calling me then, to talk about the very same issues, no more, no less, no differently than I am now. But now I'm a white supremacist. What changed? Nothing except how you chose to define me. Well, and now let's tie Mike Pence to our whole group, see? I defended Mike Pence. Mike Pence better answer for that. See, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, this is the extreme view. And then they say that we're extreme sheriffs or that we're extreme talk show hosts, that we're extreme in our delivery. And I want to be very clear. In this last segment, all the statements that I've made are my opinion to which I'm entitled to. Uh, I don't believe for one second CNN runs the KKK. We're demonstrating the absurd by being absurd. We're highlighting this uh, belligerent license, this hyperbole that they use to uh, create these links that do not exist, to uh, literally, by guilt by association, throw uh, us all under the bus. And the question is, where does the narrative really end up, James? Uh, Do people end up in jail? Does Donald end up in jail because of this? Where does this really go unless we put a check on it somehow? Well, I tell you, it's, it's 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 going to be it's going to go to your worst nightmare. It's going to be where you have to have a social credit score. You go to jail for having dissenting point of views. And by the way, that happens all over the world. We're very fortunate and lucky. America's very unique. Where yeah, you might be a societal outcast. You may even lose a job or a scholarship if you have a dissident opinion, but you don't do hard time like you do in Europe and in other places. Uh, but with the CSPOA, you know, look, at the end of the day, I'm just a commentator. I'm, I'm a talk radio host. Uh, I, I give my opinion. You're talking about sheriffs here, and they're going to paint them with the same brush, do these links and ties, and get all creative and try to make them look scary. They're not doing anything illegal. These are good men by all accounts, as far as I can tell. Uh, but uh, you're playing very real now with a person's livelihood and a career. Uh, you, we need elected officials who adhere to the rule of law and are in service to God, family, and republic. We need people like that. They're going to go after these people with hammer and tongue to try to get them out because these people, I'm not a threat. I'm a, I'm a talk radio host. A, a sheriff is a threat, and uh, I pray God's blessing and protection over, over sheriffs who uh, are trying to do their job the right way. Amen to that, but I'm going to disagree when, they say, when you say that we're not a threat. We in the media are absolutely a threat because we want truth. And we stand for truth, and if we can help the American people see the truth for what it is, they stand to lose big. The gatekeeping control of the mainstream press in bed with the deep state, their days are over, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, and peacefully, we're coming to set the narrative straight, to take the narrative back, to promote God, family, and country, to peacefully restore the republic of the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, the founding fathers were as peaceful as they could be. They also knew what lines we cannot let the godless cross. Welcome to the broadcast. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. We declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. But ladies and gentlemen, you've got to get involved. Fund us today. LibertyRoundtable.com. God save the republic. (laughs) 